0: Hey, just really quickly, every two weeks from this very second until December, we'll be giving away subscriptions to HBO Max, Criterion Collection, or the streaming service Movie. These are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show, so all you have to do is subscribe, leave a review, and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks. So, get on it. This is Tom Hanks winning an Oscar for his role in Philadelphia. You know also that I should not be doing this. I should not be here, but I am because of the union of such filmmakers as Ed Saxon, Ron Niswanner, Christy Z, Attack Fujimoto, and a cast that includes many other people, but the actor who really put his film image at risk and shown because of his integrity Mr. Denzel Washington, who I really must share this with. And this is Required Watching, where we watch the most essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about film and how to move forward. I'm your host, Trey Epps, and today we're talking about 1993's Philadelphia, starring Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington, directed by Jonathan Demi, written by Ron Niswater, the film, is about a man with HIV who was fired by his law firm because of his condition. He then hires a homophobic, small-time lawyer as the only willing advocate for his wrongful dismissal suit. The film was critically acclaimed and hailed as one of the first major Hollywood films to take on the HIV-AIDS epidemic. Plays like Angels in America were already out and other indies feature the topic, but Philadelphia is regarded as bringing the topic to the forefront, to Hollywood. The movie, of course, was designed to do just that. It was to take a look at the community that was unrepresented. The 80s and 90s were a mess for communities with this disease as a bunch of bias and misinformation spread. The director made sure to take all efforts where possible to include people of the community and give a voice to those who are affected by this. Bruce Springsteen was hired to write a song for the film, in part to bring this film to a wider audience. About its accolades, AFI has listed this film twice, and it, of course, is in the National Film Registry. You just heard Tom Hanks receiving his Oscar for Best Actor for, for, in a Film for his role. And the film has received other, other nominations with various awards throughout this run. Philadelphia boasts an all-star cast, of course, as you already heard. We have Tom Hanks, who is the star of the film, who was on the rise in, in most recent films at the time, before this one was A League of Their Own and Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, similarly, Denzel Washington saw success with his most recent films like Mo' Better Blues and Malcolm X. The rest of the class include Mary Steinbergen, Antonio Banderas, Shonda Wilson, and Barnsley Whitford. Of course, uh, director Jonathan Demi last directed before this film, Silence of the Lambs. The film begins with a battle amongst lawyers. Hanks and Washington's characters go at it. Hanks' character comes out on top taking this victory back to the office where we see him climbing the work ladder and eventually getting a big case. Outside of work, we see him getting sicker and sicker with weight loss and sarcoma lesions. And uh, it isn't until one of the partners notice the lesions uh, that Hank's fortune begins to turn. We find out rather quickly that he is fired when he visits Washington's office Up until this exchange, we only know that Washington is known as, quote-unquote, the TV guy for his commercials. And is seen passing out cards and soliciting clients to help out the slip-and-fall type of injuries, if you liken it to, like, a Saul Goodman. His murky character only gets murkier as we realize how homophobic he is, resorting to going to the doctor as soon as Hanks leaves his office after rejecting his plea to represent him. Of course, eventually Washington takes on the case and the evolution of his character really begins. We see how Hanks gets on with his boyfriend, played by Antonio Banderas, and how the case begins to affect Washington. From people hitting on him to thinking that he's he's gay or the like. The courtroom drama eventually comes to a close, not... By any dramatic witnesses being called or last minute evidence, but by a jury being rational and awarding Hanks millions. Hank's character dies like many do when they have this illness and the credits roll. If you're looking to start a podcast, the best place to start is Anchor. It's free, the creation tools allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your phone or computer. anchor will distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on spotify apple podcasts and many more Uh, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership and it's easy to do everything to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started Okay, so let's start off with some fun facts about the film. Although Tom Hanks won for Best Actor, Denzel Washington didn't win any awards for this role. In fact, he wasn't nominated for any, any awards for this role. I think Barr won. And that's a true shame. When you look at these two characters, and you look at the evolution of these two characters, I, I think you could say very very strongly that denzel performs like any other it's it's disheartening as a black performer to see that we get overlooked time and time again I'm, I'm not shocked but it's a true shame knowing that denzel ends up becoming denzel and denzel of course puts in so much effort into all of his roles not to say that tom hanks did not but i, I do think it's it's quite quite the interest interesting fact Number two, Tom Hanks and Antonio Banderas' character, Andrew Miguel, dress in Marine uniforms as there, were, as there was a ban on gays in the armed forces. In 1983, Clinton, the president of the United States, Bill Clinton, put out Don't Ask, Don't Tell in place despite his promises to undo the ban. Number three, Miller, which was played by Tom Hanks, was meant to be for a comedian. Of course, excuse me, Miller, who was meant to—oh gosh—Denzel's character of Miller was meant to be a white comedian. So many offers were gone out to different actors that were hot at the time, including John Leguizamo, who turned this movie down for another film that he did—I can't recall which—but this was written written for a a white comedian, and there is a story. But uh, hey, that's probably a, a better fact than this, but. There's a story in which it was turned around because of Denzel Washington's interest, I believe. Last fact is that as of 2020, this is Denzel Washington's last role where he does not play the main actor. I think he certainly saw his worth. I definitely think he went on to play, to have many great roles. And I think his his resume speaks for itself. I mean, as does Tom Hanks, there's no shade on anyone's parade around here. Denzel Washington definitely made as many calculated moves when it came to acting as, as he could, and I think it, it shows in the things that he released after this, and good for him. I, I Yeah, good for him. So, my thoughts on the film. I have many, many memories regarding the film. I remember watching television and seeing Tom Hanks in the hospital bed and asking questions about about the film when my parents were watching it and they explained to me what it was about. and I understood what HIV and AIDS was, but it didn't didn't really sink in. I didn't complete the film with them. and I watched it with them maybe a year or two later. and then later on in life I remember having a conversation about acting and being careful about being told to be careful about the roles that you take because you don't want to be seen as someone who, you know for instance someone who who's gay, someone who's playing this this gay role as homophobic role and being seen as such, which I thought was really interesting and really heady for someone who was in middle school doing you know school plays or whatever it was but you know it, like the the fact of reality is that characters or excuse me actors are sometimes held to the characters that they play. I think it's the reason why some people don't get nominated for for awards. They believe that they are that character and therefore they aren't putting in the work to to, 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 to garnish an award or even a nomination, which I think is a true shame. But I, I was very happy to see this film as an adult, someone who's been active in the LGBTQIA communities. It's I think it's important for me and important for the rest of the world to see Films where they showcase unre- underrepresented voices and underrepresented characters, and even now I, I I can't tell you a film that is doing what this film is doing now in the most recent. Actually, the, maybe the one is Dallas Buyers Club. Is that the one? Maybe that film had. But anyways, so it's it's really it's really good for me to see something like this, and I think we should all see something like this, which is why this film is required watching for everyone. Filmmakers and non-filmmakers, anyone who has two eyeballs should see this film once as an adult and really look at it through the lens of what we are going through today and look at it through the lens of what other people are going through today. Yeah, again, there's a lot of misinformation about what's happening in the world uh, and what's happening with HIV and AIDS. We don't think about it, we don't talk about it very much, but it's really important. Cancer is not the biggest thing in the world. There are people who are suffering from all different kinds of things, and I think we need to take a step back and remember that. But specifically about filmmaking, listen, Rent, Angels in America, Dallas Bios Club, these are all things that we hear about so often, but it's a shame that in recent years that this film isn't brought up much more often than what it, than what it is. I mean, I say that, but then again, Dallas Bios Club isn't on everyone's lips, is it? <laughs> Listen, the making of this film was not easy. And I think as we all heard in Tom Hanks' speech earlier, it was it was the unity of all the participants in this film to make this film happen. And it, it, yeah, it should be noted that every film is always about the unity of, of one, but we talk about other films and that's not the case. Sometimes the director is, is the main voice and, and we all read about those people who lead with an iron fist and don't really allow for input from other people. And I think this is the antithesis of that. And we, we certainly watch any kind of behind the scenes and read any, anything about the history of this film. And we see that, again, there are people who were affected by HIV and AIDS and were cast to be in this film. There was an effort to get, Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young to, you know, to do this film for making it much more widespread. This wasn't about money. This wasn't about just getting, getting money for the box office. This was about reach and making sure that people have eyeballs on this film. Because again, underrepresented communities need to be seen, they need to be heard. Uh, and I think this film does just that. But I am only one man so that's our episode i'm your host trey epps what did you think of the movie did i get it right or was i completely off base leave a message and we'll play it during our our next episode and discuss required watching is a movie club so as much as i'd love to hear my own voice i would love to hear from you guys there's a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice message or you can hit us up on twitter and instagram at required watch see you there Hey, just really quickly, every two weeks from this very second until December, we'll be giving away subscriptions to HBO Max, Criterion Collection, or the streaming service Movie. These are great platforms to watch some of the films that we'll be talking about during the show. So all you have to do is subscribe, leave a review, and we'll choose a new winner every two weeks. So get on it.